AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, TikTok is working for China. Pride Month sells out. And Katie turns. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. We have got a jam-packed show for you tonight. So much news. President Biden has declared a war on gravity. Corporations are gay for pride. And someone special is following all of you on TikTok. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. All right. Let's kick things off with TikTok the world's biggest social media site, and the app that proves Americans can read subtitles just fine when they want to. Yeah. (laughs) Hundreds of millions of people around the world use TikTok every day. Because, I mean, what else are you gonna do while you're pooping, right? But (laughs) what many TikTok users might not realize is TikTok is owned by a Chinese company. And now we're finding out that while you're watching videos of people dancing, China might be watching you. Leaked audio from social media company TikTok's internal meetings suggests that Beijing has repeatedly accessed data from users here in the U.S. The recording suggests that TikTok is falling down on its promise to wall off Americans' data from its Chinese parent company, with one of the app's researchers telling colleagues, quote, I get my instructions from the main office in Beijing. Oh, no. China's secretly watching all of us on TikTok. Now they're gonna know our money doesn't jiggle jiggle, it folds. (laughs) But yeah, based on these audio leaks, it looks like TikTok's parent company in China actually does have access to our private data, which means the Chinese government probably has access to our private data, which is scary because TikTok knows everything about you. Yeah, it tracks what you watch, what you like, and then it only shows you that stuff. Like, if you asked me to see my For You page, I'd be like, whoa, 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 that's too personal. Yeah, 
Just look at my nudes instead. <laughs> Actually, that's a mini Coke. And that's why, if you remember, Donald Trump was trying to ban TikTok a couple of years ago, right? Because the US government realized that China could use this as a tool to influence Americans. And also because Eric kept trying to send him friend requests. And you know, <laughs> it's a little crazy how we're so hooked on social media that governments don't even need to steal our data anymore, right? We'll just give it to them. Like back in the day, they'd have to hack into a database or break into the social security building. Now we're just giving it to them for free. And I blame myself. Yeah, I'm part of this problem. I also took part in that personal information challenge. <laughs>
just hit him with a quick late night, you up for subverting democracy? Eggplant emoji, red hat emoji, vampire emoji. Come on, Rudy. Keep up with the times. All right, but let's move on. It has now been almost a month since the tragic school shooting in Uvalde. And while shootings like this are always traumatic, this particular one has been made worse by how the police in Uvalde have responded, right? They didn't go in, they waited for an hour, and then they even stopped parents from trying to save their own kids. And if that wasn't bad enough, they've been trying to block information about that day from coming out. And each time more information comes out, we learn why. This morning, the first surveillance image from inside Robb Elementary emerges. The photo showing multiple police officers standing inside the building with rifles and at least one ballistic shield 19 minutes after the gunman entered. This, despite school police chief Pete Aradondo's original claim that the officers weren't properly armed to take down the gunman at that point. Officers didn't enter the classroom and kill the shooter until 58 minutes later. The state's director of public safety, Stephen McCraw, testifying before lawmakers, blasting law enforcement's response as his department's investigation uncovers new evidence about the massacre. He says officers were waiting for keys to enter, but investigators finding the door couldn't be locked from the inside and saying that officers never even tried opening it. Yeah, you know, this story just keeps getting worse and worse. Every single time we learn something, it gets worse and worse. We already knew that they waited far too long to confront the shooter. But now we found out that they lied about not having enough weapons to go in. Because it turns out they had assault rifles, they had body armor and ballistic shields. So I'm sorry, what else were they waiting for? The invincible star from Mario? What was that, huh? Get the <laughs> in the room. Like, how did they not go in? You know, which is, by the way, another thing that we've learned. They didn't even try to get in the classroom. They didn't even try. They told everyone that they had to wait for a key because the door was locked, but the door wasn't locked. They just never tried to open it, which, which is ridiculous. Even people waiting outside like a locked bathroom at Starbucks will jiggle the handle <laughs> after two minutes just to be sure, sure, they'll try. But it turns out these cops couldn't do what? Like what, what the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park took five minutes to learn? They couldn't do that? Just that? And you know what's insane about this whole story is how the one time, the one time it would have been appropriate to go in guns blazing, the cops decide to have a picnic outside. Yeah, but if you're black or you have a broken taillight, oh, then all of a sudden they go all Rambo on your ass. Ah, oh, we're coming in, we're coming in. It's another reminder that you, you can't just trust what the police say. Like this is one of the clearest reminders. Yes, they're police, yes, you respect them, but it doesn't mean you just trust every single thing that they say after an incident. Journalists shouldn't be reporting what the police said. They should be investigating what actually happened. Because time and time again, time and time again, we learn that cops in America, they basically use the same principle as toddlers. They'll tell the truth, but only if it doesn't get them in trouble. No, mommy, the cookies tried to eat me. I was just responding. And no, my body camera wasn't working. Yeah, I turned it off. <laughs> All right, finally, let's move on to some lighter news. A lot of exciting stuff happened this weekend. Drake dropped a surprise new album. Beyonce dropped a new single. And not to be outdone, President Biden had a drop of his own. 
A scare for President Biden today when he fell off his bicycle in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. The 79-year-old was stopping to talk to reporters when you see there his foot got caught in the pedal guard as he was dismounting his bike. He quickly got to his feet. Later on his way out of church, the president repeated that he was doing just fine and hopped in place several times to prove it. Oh, President Biden. That, that's just embarrassing. He was just standing and the bike fell over. And you know, it, it's actually too bad because before he fell over, he was looking kind of good, yeah. All of us were like, wow, look at him riding that bike. And he's 80 years old. And then he stops and falls and we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> he's 80 years old. He's 80 years old. And you know, it's not just the falling off of the bike that isn't moving, but it's the fact that he thought that hopping <laughs> was gonna reassure Americans that he still got it. You know, that little... No, because you can see, you can see when he was hopping, in his mind, he looked like Creed. He was like, yeah, look at me go, look at me go. When in fact his hopping looked like, you know when someone is trying to escape a kidnapper who tied their legs together? It was like that. <laughs> now, apparently the reason he fell is because his foot got caught in the pedal cage. And knowing America, means that right now, that bicycle is already at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Who do you work for? The Taliban, China, Russia, Kamala? <laughs> ah, the silent treatment, huh? Okay, that's how you wanna play it? Well, you better start talking soon, or by the time I'm done with you, you'll be a one-speed. <laughs> Don't get smart with me, you asshole! Still, though, falling down is always an embarrassing thing to happen to anyone, never mind a president, which is why former president Donald Jolly Trump, he made sure to weigh in. One of the greatest travesties of all is to see a person in the White House who, even after years of political experience, has absolutely no clue how to be the President of the United States. And I hope he has recovered, because as you know, he fell off his bicycle today. <laughs> no, I'm serious, I hope he's okay. <laughs> fell off a bicycle. <laughs> I make this pledge to you today, I will never ever ride a bicycle. Every bicycle in the world <laughs> breathed a collective sigh of relief. <laughs> He's not gonna ride us, guys. He's not gonna ride us. Thank God. All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody. Michael, good to see you again. Nice to see you. What's, uh, what's happening in the market today, Mike? Well, I am crushing. Yes, yeah, so you say, Mike. I mean, today I am crushing, and I got a hot tip. I got a hot tip for you, I got a hot tip for you, and I got a hot tip for you, so pay attention. So, um, this chart, actually, before that, President Biden, you yeah. know, <laughs> falling off a stopped bicycle. Yeah. I mean, he did the hard stuff. You know, he did the hard stuff. That'd be like if you were getting ready to go skydiving. And, and, and you do the training, you pack your bag, you pack your parachute, you get in the airplane, you take off, you jump out at 30,000 feet, you pull the ripcord, the parachute opens, you land safely, you disconnect the parachute from your bag, you, you take a deep breath, and you pull out a knife and stab yourself in the head. I mean, what? 
clarify what's Let's going get on to in the, the market, chart. Mike. Okay, so thank you. To the untrained eye, such as yourself and such as yourself, this looks like a stock chart. But actually, what this is is our confidence in President Biden. Okay, now <laughs> this is when he fell off a stopped bicycle. Okay. <laughs> And it went low. This scared the hell out of all of us. Okay, now these three little dips right here, that's when he did those, you know, three little jumps. <laughs> Is he gonna break his leg? Is he gonna pull a hamstring? Is he gonna tear his ACL? Now, once he got home, sat in a chair, was surrounded by Secret Service, the confidence began to rise. <laughs> Speaking of rising, tech. Okay, up, big time. S&P 500, okay, this is tech, if you don't know. S&P stands for surge and protectors, okay? And if you wanna be successful in tech, you need at least 500 surge protectors to be a successful company. That's why those small businesses that don't use a lot of electricity never really seem to make it. Don't forget, I'm an expert here, Trevor, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, so you say. Yeah, speaking of tech, uh, and I got a hot tip coming for you, don't I, forget. I, I'll call, is the tip coming? No, it's gonna come, just pay, it's gonna come. All right. Uh, so, that TikTok story, right? The That's China wild. one. Yeah. Yeah, China. I mean, what does China think we are as Americans? Just so lazy that all we care about are followers, you know, not our own privacy? And, and, and it's subjects like that that I talk about at my TikTok, at Michael Costa <laughs> underscore. Make sure you give it a follow. Now, don't forget, that was leaked audio. Right. We know about this because of TikTok's leaked audio, right? Audio that I did a lip sync video to. <laughs> on my TikTok, which is at Michael Costa underscore. Make sure you follow and like. Now look, if you're as outraged about this as I am, I think we all need to send a message to the Beijing authorities, okay? So here's how we're gonna do that. Grab your phone or your computer, go to http colon backslash backslash tiktok.com, oh, no. okay? And you find Michael Costa underscore, follow me, go to one of my videos, leave a message, and we will not be silenced, and I will let Beijing know that. Okay, got it. Ready for the hot tip? Can we, can we, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'm still trying to get you followers on TikTok. Let's just get, I've been get giving them. a lot of hot tips, and yes. frankly, I'm sick and tired of giving these hot tips away for free, so I left mine today on my TikTok page, <laughs> at Michael Costa underscore. You won't regret it. Thanks for the follow, Trevor. Okay, sounds good. I feel like that was a waste of our time. All right, don't go away, because when we come back, Dulce Sloan will tell us how corporate America learned to love gay people. You don't want to miss it. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. 
change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. While you're out there celebrating Pride, don't forget that some of its biggest supporters weren't always on its side. For more, we turn to Dulce Sloan for another installment of Dulcean. Hello, friends. It's June, which means it's the first month of the year where it's just hot enough outside to not be sexy. But in America, we know June also means Gay Pride Month. So I wanna wish everyone Happy Pride. And I'm not the only one. This year, it feels like every damn company with a logo is going full rainbow. You've probably seen these ads, like Burger King offering Whoppers with two top buns and two bottom buns. Listen, it's still bread. And every gay man I know is not eating bread in the summer. They're doing keto and crunches until October. But don't forget, companies weren't always jumping on the Pride float, looking like a Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. When the gay rights movement first began in 1969, most companies were too afraid to advertise to gay people. They didn't want to offend the rest of America, especially religious conservatives. They were so uptight they thought pretzels are too sexy. All those twists, oh, it's so sinful. So companies kept their distance, except for Absolute Vodka. Absolute was one of the first big companies to market to the queer community because those Swedes don't give a shit about the religious right. They were like, who cares if the right doesn't like us? All they drink is milk. So thanks to Absolute for being a true ally. Whew. It's a good year. I didn't drink the whole thing because I got a work meeting after this and they said I gotta be sober this time. Anyway, as gay people became more visible in society, some advertisers slowly started reaching out into the community until the AIDS epidemic blew up. That sent companies fleeing for the hills again. Oh no, what if the gays look at our ads? Wait, is that how you get AIDS? But you know what company doubled down on their advertising during the AIDS crisis? That's right, absolute vodka. I've got a kick. Damn, all right. Where was I? Right, by the 1990s, the queer community had once again fought its way into greater acceptance. So brands once again tried to dip their toes into the pool party, but they were still too nervous to jump all the way in. So American advertising entered a phase now known as gay vague, which sounds a lot like being in a fraternity. Basically, it was companies hinting at possible homosexuality. Like this Volkswagen ad where two dudes are driving in a car and then pick up this dirty ass chair off the sidewalk. So the ad leaves it open to interpretation. Are they roommates? Are they lovers? Are they roommate lovers? Because that's the worst kind of hookup. You gotta wait for them to text you back and finish up in the bathroom? Now a few times during this era, a brand tried to make an outright gay ad, like Benetton and Ikea. And the ad completely won over the religious right and they apologized for everything. <laughs> Psych! One Ikea in Long Island even got a bomb threat. 
What is wrong with these religious fanatics? They know the furniture isn't gay, right? Plus, if there's one place that can reassemble after a bombing, it's an Ikea. Unfortunately for the religious right, but luckily for everyone else, their time was ending. Over the next two decades, Americans started to realize that gay people were just the same as everyone else, except with better abs. And as popular opinion improved, companies finally felt it was safe enough to take gay money. And this time it was major brands. Amazon started advertising to gay people. Coca-Cola aired a commercial with two dads during the Super Bowl. And Just Salad even had a big gay salad, which come on, that was just a regular salad. At least saw some glitter in it. And that brings us to today, when practically every company does Pride Month marketing. But just because every June a business acts like they're auditioning for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, it doesn't mean their values line up with their tweets. Take AT&T, for example. They love to show everyone how much they support Pride, while also giving $1 million to anti-LGBTQ politicians and PACs. Or how retailers like H&M are launching Pride collections with items made in countries that criminalize homosexuality, which is another reason wearing this ugly ass top should be a crime. And they aren't the only hypocrites donating to anti-queer causes, but hey, why go through all the trouble of listing them here? I'm no hater. Oh, and that one too. Okay. Are we done? Listen. This is making me sad. The point is, enjoy all those gay whoppers and pink Toyotas, but don't forget what this month is about. Pride is a time to celebrate the right to love who you want and to honor the people who fought to give us that right back when no brand was on their side. Except for Absolute. Mm. You know what, one of those gay whoppers sounds real good about now though. I'm dizzy. Thank you so much for that, Dulce Sloan. All right, when we come back, Katie Turo will be joining us on the show. You don't want to miss it. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
is an award-winning journalist and MSNBC anchor who writes about chasing news at an early age and her pioneering helicopter journalist parents in her new memoir called Rough Draft. Please welcome Katie Turr. Katie Turf, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. It is. It's exciting to have you because, you know, your last book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Congratulations Thank on that. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this book has, has the same in store, and I think for a slightly different reason. You know, many people have seen you on MSNBC. People have seen you on the campaign trail covering Donald Trump and, you know, changing what you do on your show these days. But this book takes us through one of the most harrowing childhoods <laughs> that's filled with, you know, moments of joy, moments of pain, moments of terror, really. Yeah. And I think let's, let's start at the beginning to situate people. Everyone talks about helicopter parents, but y you mean actual helicopter parents when you... No, no, and I mean, everyone goes, oh, I had, no, you had helicopter parents. Just explain that for the people to understand, my please. My parents, my dad was a helicopter pilot. Right. And my parents had a helicopter news gathering company. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the helicopter. I spent more time in the helicopter than I did in my own bed. I would fly the helicopter alongside my dad. I developed an unhealthy obsession with backyard pools because in Los Angeles, everybody had a backyard pool, it seemed, except me. And you were just the person in the helicopter. I, the, you know, what's interesting about your story is, in many ways, I feel like it tracks news in America. You know, where you were as a child, you were at what many would argue was the beginning of the 24-hour 20 news cycle. Yeah. The OJ chase, yeah. that was your dad. And my mom, yeah. Right, following that, that, you know, and then your mom is there, everyone's working, the, the cameras. My mom is hanging out of right. the helicopter with a camera on her shoulder, quite literally, just strapped in with a belt, looking down at the ground, which is 1,500 feet below her. The OJ chase, they, yes. they were the first ones to get that. The Reginald Denny beating during right. the riots, the LA riots, the guy that got pulled out of the red truck and beaten to within an inch of his life. Any police pursuit you saw in Los Angeles in the 90s, and the late 80s, Madonna giving the camera the bird on her wedding day it's to Sean wild. Penn. My parents shot that. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like in many ways, that was the, um, I don't want to say like your, your, your parents invented that, but that was sort of their style. You know, that, that was a so thing that did, became synonymous well, with- Well, they did sort of invent it actually. So they were, if they didn't cover the very first police pursuit, it yes. was the second. And they were the ones that popularized it. They were the ones that, that changed the way news was covered in Los Angeles and then the country. And then you could argue the world. It was breaking in the moment. It was now, 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 yes. no context needed, blow out everything and cover this for as long as we can. You know, it was an easy decision going forward, mm -hmm. whatever was happening, it didn't matter. If there was a chase going on, go to that chase, people will watch. It feels like there's one part of us that's like eternally grateful to your parents for, you know, starting this trend and, oh, we get to see what's happening. On the other hand, it feels like this became the drug that news became addicted it to. It is a double-edged sword because they captured things that you were not supposed to see. They captured the, p the police brutally beating immigrants on the side of the highway. I mean, stuff that the police would have gotten away with had my parents not exactly. been there. So right. they did some incredible things and they won all the awards that there are to win. But they 
you could say, arguably, that they were responsible for the downfall of local news, maybe the downfall of national news, the addiction to reality TV yes. as news. And I do think you could draw a straight line from the way we covered pursuits back then to the way we covered Donald Trump in 2016 and the way we cover politics now. Yeah, it seems like it's all about the now. It's all about what's unfolding. Nobody takes time anymore. Don't digest it. Yes. Just put it on the air. Do you ever feel pressure as a journalist to be in that space? Because you're on MSNBC. It is 24 hours. Everything is happening live. How do you, how do you find that balance between waiting for more information whilst also telling the people what's happening? I think we're learning in real time right now, and I do think we are learning from our mistakes. Um, I write about in this book the bar summary. Uh, you know, when A.G. Barr came out and he gave the summary of the Mueller report, yes. which was ended up being weeks before the Mueller report came out. And so he gives us a summary on a Sunday and it is misleading, as we know right, right now. It didn't have any of the underlying evidence, but because we were covering it live, 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 we went to air with it and essentially became a pawn in a political document that then had a head start for the truth in front of the truth for weeks. The problem that we face right now is that there is a, a part of the country that has demonized journalists yes. and has said that we only report one thing. We only want the outcome to be a certain way. So say we didn't go up with the bar report and other people did, mm -hmm. Fox News mm -hmm. did, or other outlets on the right, Breitbart, et cetera. And we didn't. And we said, we're going to wait until we get the full context mm -hmm. of it. They would have used that as fodder to say, hey, listen, we're not gonna report on something that was good for Donald Trump. Right, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's another part of the book that I, I feel is particularly pertinent, not just because of the month we're in, not just because of the time we're in, but because of, I think, life and relationships as a whole. And it's you talking about your relationship with your father, who transitioned and came out as transgender. I don't think I've, I've read an account from a person that is as personal as, as, as yours is, because you talk about being raised by a father who was, you know, struggled with rage, like real anger towards you. It was an abusive household to be in. You were terrified as a child. And then you have this moment where your dad says, hey, no, I'm now she, and call me Hannah, and it becomes this whole journey, and then asks you to throw away the old memories of another person and just live with somebody new. It's a, it's a very like layered question, but what do you think we can all learn? Or, what, or how did you navigate what has to be one of the most confusing issues happening in society It today? was very confusing in the moment. And the, what made it confusing is that um, life is complicated and, and childhoods are complicated. Mm -hmm. And mine was especially complicated for distinct reasons. I loved my childhood. It was so much fun and there was so much love within my family, but it was also incredibly scary at times. My mm. dad, as you said, would fly into rages. Uh, there would be holes in the walls of our house that we as little kids would plaster over to cover up. Um, you know, I hid in the bathroom one time for hours because I was afraid of what my dad might do. Um, he threw things at my mother. And then when he called me, and I use he very specifically right, because right, right. in that moment, my dad was still he to me. When he called to say, I'm not a he, I'm a she. My name is not Bob Turr. Bob Turr is dead. Literally, Bob Turr is dead is what he said. Um, I'm Hannah, and we can throw away everything that happened in the past. All of that is gone. That's where the rage came from. The rage will now be gone. I had a hard time with that. And it, it, because of the, of the content of what my dad was telling me, mm -hmm. 
and the fact that my dad had been living this life for so long, it made it even harder to, to navigate because on the one hand, how awful for my dad. Right. How horrible to have to live a lie for that long and to not be your true self. And, and of course that's gonna make you a wound up person and it's gonna, it's gonna break you in some ways. But you were also my father and you were also somebody who has done a lot of bad things to us and me, my mother, and I can't just throw that away. Right. I, I, I don't have the ability to just forget those memories. And I tried to bring that up and it just didn't go well. It didn't go well. My dad didn't want to confront it and I didn't want to let it go. And so now, now we're estranged and it sucks. I think what I appreciated most about it was it took an issue that many people are trying to um, turn into this homogenous blob and it showed us how many individuals are involved in all the stories. You know, people talk about trans people as if it is one human being that is doing certain things, or they talk about gay people as if it, and this showed you there are many stories, there are many people, there are many complications. People are people. People are people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating book. Um, you, you shared so much. I think everybody's really gonna love reading it for journalism, for life, for families, for everything. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I appreciate you. Katie Turrell's memoir, Rough Draft, is available now. And be sure to watch Katie Turrell Reports on MSNBC. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you very much again. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, before we go, please consider donating to the National Black Justice Coalition. Since 2003, they have been America's leading national civil rights organization advocating for federal policies that fight against racism and homophobia. So, if you can, please donate at the link below to help them reach their vision of a world where all people are fully empowered to participate safely, openly, and honestly in family, faith, and community, regardless of race, class, gender, identity, or sexual orientation. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, and remember, if you're on TikTok, dance like China's watching. <laughs> Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. 
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.